Shiny Caterpie's awesome. Shiny Caterpie's great. I still don't have one. Oh, buddy. I have Maybe you should have voted though. for Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a legit Freudian slip. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> oh my god, I feel so exposed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast. Your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. There are new Pokemon on the horizon, but will they have a place in Pokemon Go? My name is Basculegion, for we are many. A closer look at Galar generates some winners and losers. No news is good news, they say, but is it really? And more on this episode of GoCast. And welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 157. It's August 19th, yet another Thursday evening. I get to say that uh, and not make a joke out of it, you know, being Thursday and weird, because last week we recorded a big chunk of our episode on Thursday. Um, by the way, nobody has guessed where the cut was. <laughs> so should we just say where it was? It sounds it sounds like we were successful, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, Operation Hide the Cut was a work um, <laughs> or worked, but it was early on. It was like at the 10 ish minute mark. It was very, very early. So if you want to go back because you're an audio person and you want to listen for it, that's that's where to go. But anyway, before we actually get started here, shout out to a new patron of ours, Amanda. Thank you so very much for your generosity and support. We hope that you're enjoying the discord right now and we're looking forward to getting to know you better. Let's do some raids and stuff. That'll be fun. Forget raids. I'm pretty sure they play monster hunter. So let's, let's go play. Some oh, monster okay. Hunter. All right. Oh, it's, Oh, is that, is that who you were speaking with? I saw you mention I'm monster sure, hunter. I'm pretty sure that is them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's spectacular. Well then let's play monster hunter. <laughs> well, anyway, Kyle, in speaking of, Maybe raids, maybe not. Let's talk about our goals from this past week. Let's have you go first. You wanted to finish the Ultra Unlock Part 2 research. How'd that go? It didn't. It didn't. It didn't, it didn't. go. It didn't. That's that's how it went. How far did you get, man? I got to the like the seven nice throws in a row on Eevee Day, and I got to like six twice, and I just dropped a Pokeball, and you like I'm like, you know. The game has decided I clearly am not going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to go do errands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Hey, fair enough. I had my ball on most of the day, too. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll talk about EV Day in just a minute. But no go on the part two research. Can't you still finish it? I don't think the other no, it's until 10 a.m. tomorrow. No, it's it's gone. Oh, okay. I, I did not see it on my page, at least. Huh, but. Well, that's that's a shame. What about maintaining your streaks? Did you manage to do that to resetting them? I did. Okay. I did. It's, it's Good nice. Deal. All right. <laughs> and then you catch at least four shinies. I did. I caught 16. Wow. <laughs> That's a big number for somebody who didn't try. For You tell somebody, <laughs> tell somebody a year and a half ago, he's like, yeah, I caught 16 shinies. They're like, wow, did you go hard all week or all weekend? And here we are. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how the shiny rates would have compared to the original Eevee day. I'd be yeah, interested you, to see that. You got something like 15 across both days the first time. Yeah, I got a ton. I thought it was actually more like 20. It's something in 
a similar range. Yeah, it wasn't a ridiculous amount, but they were also shorter days. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, for myself, I wanted to catch a shiny hair across. And I'm sad to say, despite doing, I think I did probably like 10 raids over the weekend. Thank you to everybody that sent me hair across raids. I really appreciate you. Uh, and more unknown raids as well. I did do those, uh, but no more shinies. Um, I wanted to catch 30 shiny Eevee. I only caught 18. Unfortunately, I played from home the entire weekend. We'll talk about Eevee Community Day once we get into the news. And then hatch at least 30 eggs. I did do that. I managed to hatch a bunch of eggs. What did I, I sent Kyle a picture of nine seven Ks that I had hatched. And it was like <laughs> six was Durant like, and like, I, I don't know, two Basculin and something else. And I was I just forgot like, about that. That's two right. Basculin and something else. Yeah, I was like, come on. It was it was really awful, like really bad. But I did get my goal of 30 eggs. So there is that. So I did get one out of three. Kyle, you won again what's going on here what's going on i don't know i missed i missed like the easiest thing on my yeah you, goals this you, week so you did you absolutely did but anyway without further ado let's pop into the news shall we Yo, what's going on it's the news there's actually no pokemon go specific news to even discuss so we're going to do two things here this week first we're going to talk about ev community day days rather and how it went for our experiences and then we're going to be covering the Pokemon Direct that just came out, but we're only going to be covering the new Pokemon that will be part of Pokemon Legends Arceus, because the hope is that further down the line, they will be in Pokemon Go. And as such, since it will be sort of a pseudo Pokalore, it will also take place of Pokalore this week so that we're not just reading text entries for half of the show. <laughs> as cool as that would be, uh, you know, just thought it would make more sense nice and tidy but first kyle evie community days what was your experience like how did you play how long did you play what was the haul your experience etc it was eh i i went out to a local park that i've played community day at a whole bunch there was no one there it was mm -hmm. dead which is saying a lot because i always see people playing go there when i go and i played for like an hour hour and a half ish of just walking around rates were good rates were like really good while i was yeah. there but i just wasn't excited both because of recent events but more because it was eevee and i knew that the only thing i wanted from the event was either xl candy or a uh, hondo to make a number on sure and i wasn't willing to play hard enough to get those so Walked okay. away with 16 at the end of the day. I had my Pokeball Plus going for the rest of the day when I went to go drive around and do errands. So that probably helped a whole lot. Good deal. That's kind of a nice casual experience for you. We rarely get to do that in good yeah. conscience. Um, and, but this was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, despite my bravado about playing hard for it, some circumstances came up where I had to be home. As I mentioned at the end of last episode, my cat went through surgery. He's doing great. And the biopsy came back and he, he is cancer free. So just got to medicate for another thing. We're very happy. This is a win. This is a win for the Chris household this week. Uh, but as such, since I was taking care of him and changing his water and blankets and stuff uh, that he uh, needed me to be here. So I stayed home and played from home. This, actually, I went out for a couple of times for like groceries and one time other for food, but then came right back. No, no extended time outside. But thankfully, blessed with a lot of home spawns, 
um, and walks <laughs> away with, with 18 uh, shiny Eevee at the end of both days. I also did do the research on the first day, the ticketed research. I, I had it um, and it was really good. You got one of each evolution with its move and everything. So you didn't actually have to evolve anything in order to get those forms with those moves. If you had the ticketed research, it was very fun. I liked it quite a bit and the rewards were decent. So I haven't had a lot of incredibly good things to say about ticketed research in the past other than it was fun or fine. Um, But I was this one felt a a step above uh, the previous ones in, in a lot of ways. So good job, Niantic, on that one. Really, really enjoyed it. Outside of that, wasn't going too hard. I would clear spawns by hand sometimes, but mostly just had my Pokeball Plus going and would reconnect it when it disconnected mm-hmm. throughout the days I was running around the house. So, yeah, there's that. No hundos, unfortunately, but I, I have three from previous times. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. I'm fine. <laughs> if I'm actually, my only shundo is an Espeon named Neo. <laughs> So, so there's that. Anyway, that's our EV commute today. We hope that you had as much luck as you wanted to have. The two days are great. You know, so if you work on a Saturday or a Sunday, you still had an opportunity to get out for the extended time. And a lot of people love EV. So if you love EV, I'm hoping you got your fill this past weekend. <laughs> All right. So news. Other than that, we, we did have a Pokemon Direct. For those of you that don't know what a Pokemon Direct is, it's kind of like you know what what companies used to do at like e3 or they kind of do like microsoft would do a big thing nintendo would do a big thing sony would do a big thing nintendo decided a while ago to start doing their own thing on their own time on their own schedule to not be beholden to the other development cycles and they started doing nintendo directs and as a direct offshoot of that internally They also, for their biggest franchise, also the biggest franchise in the world, (laughs) they started doing Pokemon Directs. And we had one of those uh, just yesterday on the 18th, Wednesday. And along with some information about the new Diamond and Pearl games coming out and some other stuff for Masters, the redoing Cafe Mix and the Cafe Remix, apparently, um, <laughs> that there's some new information about kind of like an open worldy sort of looking game, almost like Breath of the Wild style called Pokemon Legends Arceus, which we've mentioned uh, on the show and discussed very lightly. We're not going to go too far into it because this is a Go podcast, but it's also a Pokemon podcast. So we're going to discuss the four new Pokemon that they showed. We're just going to talk about them very briefly, and then we're going to move on to gear up and to carry on with the show. So the first one is Wordeer, <laughs> which is essentially a Stantler with a beard. beard. Yeah. <laughs> Evolves from a Stantler who has survived in the harsh environment of the Hisui region. The Wordeer has strong ties with the people of the land and has always been treated with great respect. Cloth made with any fur it sheds from its beard, tail, and legs is highly prized. It is used especially to create warm winter clothing. It's going to be a normal and psychic type. I would encourage you to go take a look at this Pokemon. It's fantastic. If for some reason you're a Stantler fan, this is for you. (laughs) This is for you. Stantler's cool. I like Stantler. Nothing wrong with Stantler. I think think of of the bunch, this is the least interesting but compared to the other one sure but is it a cool pokemon in its own right it doesn't feel like it was worth this 17 year wait 
Let's go with that one. Okay, sure. And a lot of people were just like, wait, is that a sauce buck? <laughs> I, uh, I, no, no, 110%. I thought it was a sauce buck variant until sure. I sure. looked closely. Yeah, but the antlers give it away if you're familiar with Stantler or not. Well, I, I, I didn't look too carefully. I saw, oh, four-legged horns, something different must be just a sauce buck. Yeah. And it's like, but it, like, it's not bad. It's, it's definitely not bad. It's cool. And just the idea itself is great. Absolutely. Uh, next up is probably a contender for the coolest out of the bunch. This is Basculegion. Basculin nice. that live in the Husui region can become Basculegion. If other Basculin that died in their school during the journey upstream were to possess them. What can we say? Pokemon can be dark. Absolutely. Basculegion gains power from these souls, allowing it to swim for great distances and with much power. These souls will fight with Basculegion if attacked. However, they seem to have wills of their own. When Basket Legion enters into battle, it becomes enraged, then attacks nonstop until it emerges the victor. And it is a water type, but it also gains the ghost type because of all the souls and stuff. Now, considering this is a ghost type, I'm going to hand the <laughs> mic to Kyle here. Kyle, please tell us how cool this Pokemon is. I love this Pokemon. It's <laughs> it's so good. We were talking before the show. No one thought. 11 years later, we'd be like, all right, Basculin, let's go. It's, here, here's your evolution. Definitely should have had it before this. Yeah. And it's it's so good to see that we have the potential to get these things now so far in the future. It's it's great. It's a great Pokemon. I like it a lot. And, and that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> I What I think is really cool is that you know it's sort of like the whole salmon going upstream sort of thing and you know they're like oh, only five percent make it to the breeding pools right mm-hmm. like this is such a neat concept because it leans into that sort of like dark nature truth and and makes it neat lore for the pokemon i'm just very yeah. impressed this isn't the sort of thing i'm really looking to see in modern pokemon um <laughs> it really works it's very cool <laughs> For me, this is that I think it's from the office, the moment where it's like, I've only had this Pokemon for 10 minutes, but if anything were to happen to it, <laughs> have people been posting that for Growlithe? No, this yeah, is that's, Basket Legion. That's Basket Brooklyn, Legion. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> just, uh, it's, you're fine. I just want to make sure that I make I head off the pass for all those emails we're about to get. <laughs> but yeah, Basket Legion's awesome. Looking forward to it. Hisuian Braviary. The Hisuian form of Braviary is a majestic one. Therefore, when Rufflet evolves in this region, they transform into this creature with great wings. The Hisuian Braviary visits Hisui in the winter from somewhere farther north. Unlike previous Braviary forms, it foregoes a flock to live a solitary life. It is also larger than some of its counterparts. Hisuian Braviary screeches are sometimes imbued with psychic powers. Its eerie calls can even generate shockwaves. Then it weakens its prey and uses sharp talents to tear it apart. It's going to be a psychic flying type. And it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I love the headdress on this thing. The feathers are so cool. I think I may have an unpopular opinion, but when I saw this, I kind of thought, it's underwhelming. Eh. I, I I didn't particularly like like it very much at all. Do you like but, Braviary? Braviary is cool. Like the the concept of it, I'm not I'm not huge on it, but I had nothing against it. True. I just 
it almost doesn't feel like a variant. It just feels like a color swap. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Like you, you go compare Alolan Sand Slash to regular Sand Slash or Alolan Marowak to regular Marowak. It's like fundamental changes to the Pokemon. And I, I just feel like it's lesser so here. You feel like this is more like a Grimer to Alolan Grimer sort of thing? Yeah, 100%. Oh, fair enough. I can understand that. I just really love bird Pokemon. And so to me, I was like, dude, wow. <laughs> um, but the last one, and one of the, this one's probably also tied for first place of coolest ones. It kind of depends on who you ask. But the Hisuian Growlithe. The Hisuian form of Growlithe is one adorable pup. Though cute, the pup can be very territorial. It always works with a partner to guard its land, but it is not accustomed to being around people. Hisuian Growlithe has incredibly soft fur softer than previous forms of the Pokemon. This fur is a great advantage because it is an excellent insulator. This adaptation <laughs> allows it to stay lively even in the region's chilly weather. The horn on this Growlithe's head is rock, but is also very fragile, so the Hisuian Growlithe only uses it sparingly when it will have the best effect. It is a fire and rock type. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's adorable. I will withhold judgment until I see Hisuian Arcanine. <laughs> if it has an evolution i mean if it doesn't it's that's a absolute waste of potential uh-huh. i want to see that like the horn take over its body or something like have the rock become a a large theme it's really fragile and growlith but it's super strong for arcanine or something yeah i've seen some fan art going around and all of them have been awesome so i can only imagine what this is going to look like for arcanine i'm hoping so as long as it's not as long as it's not just an Arcanine with long flowing hair, please don't do another Rapidash. Don't, please, I beg you. <laughs> well, I'm, I have faith. I think Hisui and Growlithe in particular is so stylized that they would have to at least take some of it and just making with a long mane would make it kind of a departure from this new established style. So I think we're kind of safe. I hope. I hope. Yeah. So clear winner for you, Basque Legion? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, I think I'm with you, despite my love for the other ones as well. Hisui and Braviary, I think, is very, very neat. But I think Basque Legion with the lore and the way it looks. Ugh. I I so think cool. if you went through the entire Pokedex, all 894 Pokemon or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and had to pick a Pokemon that didn't have an evolution and needed one, Basculin was, if not number one, it was in the top. I would probably say top 20. I think you're under underestimating how many Pokemon need an evolution. <laughs> I I mean, maybe, but I think it was, but it was, let's look at it this way. Pokemon that need an evolution because their base form is not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, if you were going to change the parameters to which Pokemon needs an evolution in order for you to care about it at all. Yeah. Like there, <laughs> there's there's some, be top five. Yeah. There, there's some one stage Pokemon that should have evolutions, but they're also really good by themselves too. Yeah. So, Dunsparce, baby. Oh God. Dunsparce, <laughs> Dunsparce might be number one. Dunsparce on is, is up there, up there for sure. If, yeah. if Asklin's top five, I think Dunsparce is like one. Yeah. It's no, no kidding. Question. <laughs> Can you think of another one? uh off the top of my head probably more pico oh god that's someone out there's got to love that pokemon i'm not a fan here's one it's really relevant to go phalanx 
Yeah. Phalanx deserves an evolution so badly. It's so new too. Like, yeah. How'd they drop the ball on that? So the, the, the follow-up question here is, do you think we'll see these Pokemon in go anytime soon? Maybe when the games come out, there might be a promotional event. Cause I think about a year ago, we would have said no, cause it breaks the order, but we got like a Lolan forms early. We're getting Galar Pokemon early before Alola. I mean, the, you know, cat's kind of out of the bag. It can kind of be whatever. A hundred percent. I expect at the very least we see like Hisaian, Hisuian, Braviary in three star raids when uh, Legend Arceus comes out. Oh, that would be sweet. People I feel like that. the only reason I say that is because they're showing Braviary and not Rufflet. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's regular Rufflet into Hisaian, Hisuian, Braviary. Hisuian. Hisuian. I can't. Just, Chop Suian. Just look. I'm going to say it wrong until the game comes out and then I'll probably get it right. I think, I mean, what if I'm saying it wrong? That'd be fair. Someone can correct us. I, I was spelling it wrong earlier. So. Okay. Well, I hope we get 20 emails this week of people just the body text of the email. No subject is just phonetic pronunciation of this. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. But it's, it's all from the same person. They just sent it 20 times. Yeah. From 20 different email accounts that are one number different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it for the news, and we're going to pass it on over back to Kyle for Gear Up. I'm excited for this one. So speaking of changing the order of release, we have Galar coming out this week. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. 10 a.m., dude. Woo! Set your alarms. It's already out in New Zealand right now, Mm -hmm. and there are already game-breaking bugs, but we don't need to talk about that one. Those are unintentional. That's not part of Galar. It's a problem. Don't click on the new Pokemon crasher game really yeah they're they're spawning how meltan spawned for chikorita day at like microscopic size and if you click on them it crashes your game oh no i think it might be fixed by now i haven't seen anything in a few hours but yeah anyways that's not why we're here and gear up that's (laughs) that's maybe for news next week we'll see (laughs) that's a problem for tomorrow kyle (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna take a look at the rest of galler we haven't looked at Galar yet because I thought it was going to be like two years away, but it might not be. And there's not a large amount of Pokemon in Galar, but I think there's like 75 or 80 total, something like that, maybe maybe 65. Just want to look at some of the ones to potentially keep an eye out for that might have some uses. This is fair warning. These were all added to the code last night including possible movesets, which is what I'm going to talk about. These are not confirmed. We have seen in the past that they have changed. So it's all pure speculation. Although in some cases, they can't really get any better. So those are safe to assume. And you'll see what I'm talking about when I get there. Mm -hmm. First up is a starter. It's Intellion, which is unfortunate. I don't like this Pokemon at all. But... Cinderace is a bad one. Uh, Unfortunately, this generation has the monotype starters, so it's hard for them to thrive in such a competitive field of fire, water, and grass. Is Rillaboom bad? Rillaboom is not good. Oh, no. But it was was enough that I didn't bother to look because Cinderace was bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it wasn't bad. It was just fire starter. Not worth mentioning. But Intellion, when it gets Hydro Cannon in 
14 million years, will have the highest DPS of any water type in the game. That's not shadow or mega. It's it'll be like like 17.5 or or something like that. But it's TDO is really not good. It's it's a squishy boy. So for those of you who love Intellion, I don't I don't I I can't get over for all of our Sobble squad out there. I'm I'm gonna move on. Sobble's great. Intellion is not. Mm-hmm. Move on. I don't know how to say the name of this Pokemon. So Hatterene. Hatterene. All right. I'm gonna go with Chris's pronunciation. What were you gonna say? Hatterene. Yeah, maybe. I guess not, because because <laughs> that would have two e's at the end. So uh, mm, it's, Re- it's Hatterene. Yeah, Cat- yeah, Hatterene. Yeah. Uh, it's a fairy type, psychic fairy, comparable DPS and TDO to Gardevoir. So. It's okay. <laughs> That's about it. Passable. <laughs> Assuming it gets the charm dazzling gleam that we see right now, it'll be tied for number two fairy with Togekiss being number one. A quick apology for Grimmsnarl. You're not on this list and you won't be because you can't learn charm. It's too hairy. I, I love Grimmsnarl though. It's too hairy. It's- don't disrespect Grimmsnarl. It's a great Pokemon. <laughs> it is a great Pokemon, but too hairy. <laughs> Moving on to another great Pokemon, personal favorite, Dragapult. It, so it looks like firing Dreepy from its face is going to pay off in terms of DPS. It has the potential to compete with Giratina Origin form if it gets the moveset Hex Shadow Ball, which, if you don't know, puts it at number two for Ghost-type damage and TDO. Wow, it, it's it's good. It's got like a max CP of about four thousand at level fifty, so it's a little bit lower than Giratino, which maxes out at forty two hundred something like that at level fifty. Something to actually compete with Giratino is is sweet. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm real excited. It'll be about forty years until I see my first Dreepy. So yeah, and then I'll walk that one till the ends of the earth, and my feet are bleeding. <laughs> You hear me to the ends of the earth. Last up is Eternatus. First thing to note, you see Eternamax Eternatus, ignore it. It's not a real form. It doesn't exist for players to use in the main series game. So the most you will probably expect in Go is to see it in a raid of some kind. Mm -hmm. Just to look cool. And the reason for that is its stats are like astronomical off the charts because of it. It's a story mode Pokemon. If it was translated to go, I think it has like 9,800 CP. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. But but who cares? Because Eternatus translated into go has a CP of 5,007 at level 50. That's after a nerf. Jeez. <laughs> they may need to nerf it again. There's something finally better than Smackdown Stone Edge Tyranitar. <laughs> well, uh, no, look, it's it's neutral DPS is not good. Don't don't go oh, for that one. Don't get it twisted. I see. Okay. Yeah. Now, with the potential moveset it has right now in the code of poison jab and cross poison, it will be the dominant poison type Pokemon. What what's that actually worth? Uh, not not a whole lot. But it's there. And it's dragon type moveset, because it Eternatus is a poison dragon type, is not good. 
it's comparable to Garchomp, which is really not good when you consider the massive CP gap. And the movesets Dragon Tail, Dragon Pulse. And if you know anything about Go, you know that Dragon Pulse is not very good. Unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry, Ampharos. It does have its own signature move. If we get that at any point in the future, Dynamax Cannon. Its stats in the main series game are absurd, so it would probably completely shake the meta for Dragon types if it ever gets added. But that's that's so far in the future, we don't even consider it a possibility. Honestly, I'm still waiting for Origin Pulse and Precipice Blades. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Does ho does ho have a signature move? Does Sacred it have fire? that one yet? Huh? Sacred, Sacred fire? fire. Does it have it? I don't believe so. Okay, well, we aren't even done with Gen 2 signature moves. I tell you what, though, Aeroblast came out and it didn't make a difference. No, it didn't, but it's still a good move. I, lo- I love using it. I love seeing it. And in my head, I'm just every time. <laughs> but that's it for the winners. It's now time to talk about some of the losers. Yeah, my bracket. And and the first of the losers is Corviknight. God, shut up. Corviknight. Corviknight deserves better. Corviknight is a beloved Pokemon with a very bad move set. For PvE, at least. Ugh. Maybe with its typing, maybe with its moves, it's got something going for PvP. But I've never heard somebody use Steel Wing before in PvP. So something tells me it's probably not a good fast move. I didn't I didn't double check because I knew I would be wrong if I even bothered. So somebody else can inform me in the future. <laughs> but until then, RIP Corviknight. Next up is Zamazenta. Already covered the Shield Dog last week with all the details. Now that we know its moves, at least Zacian has a potential for Master League in particular. Zamazenta is, is, is not good. It's not good. Next is Urshifu. All the forms, because they're not really different stat-wise. And I'm assuming in the main series game, they were differentiated by abilities, because I didn't play that expansion. Sorry. Types? <laughs> Types? Yeah, one got dark and one got water type. Oh, but it doesn't. Then it doesn't even matter at all because it's also a fighting type. And it has pretty much the best possible move it can have, counter dynamic punch. And even with that move set, it's on par with Hariyama in terms of fighting types. It might it might do well in the dark category as an attacker if it has the proper moves. I don't think it kn- has the potential to know a dark fast move, but let me double check super mm. quick. Oh, sucker punch payback. Yeah, man. That's not good at all. Oh, well. <laughs> it does I believe it also has signature moves, I think, right? I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure yeah. there's something that could happen that would be a big deal for it because it's a really cool Pokemon. I love this Pokemon. I have. Oh, played yeah. The game he's from. Have you seen the the Gigantamax versions, too? I have the forms. Oh, it's, they're, it's they're so good. Supremely designed Pokemon. Yeah. Yep. And Kung Fu is really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully one day they'll uh, be worth something and go. We'll see. Last up is going to butcher the pronunciation. Chris will correct me. Glastier and Spectier. Glastrier and Spectrier. Glastrier and Spectrier. Okay, I copied it down without the first R. That's my mistake. (laughs) But that's okay. We're just going to move on because we're getting the sadness out of the way. Tackle and takedown. That's it. 
Oh, no. That's all there is to say. Galarian wheezing the horse. (laughs) Yeah. It's a Galarian wheezing or whatever the other Xerneas name. Xernia. Yeah, it's a Xerneas situation, too. It's it's bad. There is potential, though. It can learn Mudshot or Snarl in the main series game. And both of those have potential. So maybe the code will get changed right before they come out because they want to sell more raid passes. We'll see. <laughs> it happened we'll see. for Giratina Origin. It was yeah. a game changer. Very true. And of course, the Calyrax rider forms for both of these are very strong. The Shadow Psychic type has the potential to compete with Mewtwo in Shadow in Psychic DPS, which mm. is insanity. So if you don't know, because you haven't played these games and Go is like your only Pokemon game, uh, the deal with this, with Glastrier and Spectrier and Calyrex, is that in the second expansion, you are dealing with is it Legendary Mythical. I don't remember. But you're dealing with Calyrex, which is basically a rabbit with a huge head that floats, <laughs> a grass and psychic type. And it's like the god of the bounty of like fertility of the land and stuff Looks like awful. that. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the model either, but he's like a knight or it's a knight because it's genderless and it needs you to find its horse at some point in time. <laughs> and you can either take ice carrots or ghost carrots. And then depending on which type of carrot you bring out, it brings out Calyrex, which is ghost. And then um, it's either ghost or ice type. And then when Calyrex gets back on it, it becomes uh, the writer version of it. And it combines the two of them and gives it these great typings such as psychic from Calyrex and ghost from Spectrier or psychic from Calyrex and ice from Glastrier. And it's, it's a very interesting Pokemon and the fusion thing is, is neat. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that in the future. My thinking is that it'll be far in the future because of how difficult it is to navigate. Yes, but for anyone who's been paying attention to a lot of the data mines and codes and stuff like that, they have been working on something related to form full form switches versus just different decks entries. Oh, for so real? it oh. might be closer than we think that said that kind of stuff could be in the code for five years. We have no idea, Very but true. it is a possibility. So Galar is an interesting region. It wasn't as exciting to go through as I thought it would be, but it has some, some good Pokemon in it that I'm personally excited for. Yep. Dragon Ball, the place. You know what's nice about the Pokemon Go version of the Galar experience? The entire thing is the wild area. <laughs> we got raids everywhere. We got wild Pokemon everywhere. <laughs> it's nice. All right, but thank you, Kyle. Appreciate this tour of Galar. Lots to look forward to. And even some Pokemon that might not be that great in the game uh, combat-wise, use-wise, utility-wise, whatever the case might be. Still exciting. Corviknight's a great example. I love myself, Corviknight. I'm going to get a nice one. That's my plan. All right, so we're skipping Pokalore this week because we basically did that in the news with the four new Pokemon uh, from the Hisui region. And so we're just going to roll right into Pokepole instead. So last week's Pokepole question was, how has your Ultra Unlock experience been going? Any highlights? First response from Venusy Prime. They said, highlight, four shinies on the day I got my second shot, part one. Part one was really good. There was something for everyone in the spawn pool. Part two, substantially less so. 
I'm glad to finally finish the Johto medal, but everything good is in raids at a time where many people do not want to engage with them, myself included, beyond the free pass. I'd be less harsh if I'd managed to find a shiny Heatmore or Durant or even Clefairy by this point, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no luck in the Heatmore Durant department for me, but I did stink Clefairy. Did you have any luck, Kyle? Oh, no, absolutely not. Oh, I, I already have shiny Clefairy and I have a shiny Heatmore, so I did not get the Durant. Oh, the Heatmore shiny so good. Yeah, it's good. I got it at GoFest uh, yep. 2020. Yep. Next one's from Nick Bunce. Totally fine. Enjoyed the opportunity to get more LGM candies and bump up my ghost numbers. But there's nothing out here I'm really psyched about. I'll take the new stuff in part three, though. That's something to look forward to. I would agree. Kind of hands down. One was great. Two was and three hopefully will also be great. I think three is carried by the fact that it's new Pokemon. I'm OK with that. I'm the problem is that they're not, none of them are exciting new Pokemon. I am already tired of Greedent and I haven't even caught a single Squovent Squovent yet. Yeah, so <laughs> that's OK. You do have an irrational hatred for squirrels. <laughs> just squirrel like pokemon stuck get out of here <laughs> next one's from triptando they said part one time the fossil spawns were really nice the new shine is a Kranidos and shield on did so much work for the event and for the pvp slash raiders among us of course the long way return of our new shiny eligible time deity was huge part two space i feel like the spawns in this part of the event were way less interesting the most interesting Pokemon during this event was the, even in Latin America, raid-exclusive Heracross. Oh, that feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> part 3, Sword and Shield. Looking forward to Part 3 with the fun new additions of Wulu, Squovent, Squovet, and Phalanx. The addition of the Hero Duo is nice, too. But just be aware, these Hero of Many Battle forms of Zacian and Zamazenta are not their full potential slash best forms yet. Also, a lot of exciting new Shinies. Of some of the Galarian forms. But them being eggs exclusives is an unlucky timing now that a lot of trainers are currently free to play. Too long, I didn't read. I feel like part two should have had some more interesting wild shiny potential to make it on par with part one. Personally, I'm very much looking forward to part three. Well said. Yeah, I think I kind of echo this uh, in its entirety. Just yeah. about. Yep. If the timing was different, I would be hatching a very large amount of 7k eggs starting tomorrow yep but we'll i will see. not be i will, I will I, be <laughs> i will not be hatching i will use up the incubators i currently have which is like i don't know uh 20 something with three uses left so okay so not for this you're saying i oh no I'll, i will use it on the the glarian forms because i still okay. need stun fist i've walked this stun fist with me like 700 kilometers i'm not gonna trip now Okay. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. This next response is from JLO, the book girl. Got one shiny each of Palkia and Dialga. Tried hard for shiny hair across, but no luck. I feel that in my soul and my bones, even. Also, no shiny Unnoon or any of the others. Lay sigh. I got a random shiny Caterpie. That was a good morning. Shiny Caterpie is really, really cool. I love that. Redipod is sick. But yes, Kyle, you should have voted for Caterpie Community Day, dude. Over my dead body. Well, then don't complain to me about Shiny Caterpie and not having them. You had an opportunity. 
Yeah, but I Come also on. had an opportunity to get Gasly. So yeah. I didn't even have a shiny Gasly at the time. You can't even you can't even complain. You can't even say you would expect something different. I had hoped. <laughs> no. I had hoped. <laughs> Our last response is from Barry Cherry. And she said, I was really excited for part two, but in the end, I enjoyed part one more. The wild spawns were better, and I did get a shiny shield on in the last hour of the event. Nice. Nice. I tried hard to get shiny hair across using coins left over from GoFest, but eventually gave up. And we've already had Kangaskhan in raids. If they put another regional in raids, literally anything else, it would have made it more interesting. It was fun to see more ghost Pokemon around, and I got my first shiny Ghastly. Yeah, see? Don't evolve it. Don't do it. But that doesn't prove anything. What do you mean? Yeah, see. <laughs> it's, it's, it's calling it out. Ga- shiny Ghastly. It's good. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm happy for her, but whatever. <laughs> I also got Shiny Dialga and Palkia. That was my highlight. Nice. Now I'm very excited for part three, especially Wulu. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Kyle. That's right, you party pooper. <laughs> but seriously, I do love Gallery Pokemon, so it'll be fun to get them and go. Have a good week, all. I don't. I just don't like Wooloo. I'm glad people like no, it. No, I no, no, no. You all. don't dislike Wooloo. You just don't get Wooloo. No, I don't like it. And Wooloo. one day you'll wake up and you'll be like, you know what? Wooloo. No, I won't. I get it. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That said, another regional in raids would have been great if they'd done Heracross and Tropius at the same time. Oh, that's that's wishful thinking. But. Well, Heracross is not that big a deal. It's going to have to be released everywhere eventually, for example. Yeah, no, Tropius is so valuable. When it goes into raids globally for some sort of event, which I I don't disagree will happen, uh, that'll be something. They They could probably get away with it not being shiny in raids for an event because people want it that bad. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's Hmm. it's just it would have fit. The shiny for Kangaskhan was already out. Obviously, yeah. So, yeah. Just, just a thought. It, if it had been like a Corsola, it wouldn't have been enough. I think for the event. True. But Fair enough. This week's Pokepole is: What upcoming Pokemon game would you like to see a cross promotional event in Pokemon Go for? What would it look like? Well, I mean, we currently have two upcoming Pokemon games. Yeah, there's a couple have, of other things you can argue for. We we haven't heard about Gen Nine yet. I would seriously expect to start hearing some news soon ish about it being in the future. Oh, I think we're a year out from any news. There's no way it's been almost two years since sword and shield even came out. We're, we're approaching the two year mark with nothing. I feel well, you also have to move the, the, the release back because instead of different versions, like different remade versions, we got our DLC instead. But they didn't do uh, extra versions for, I guess, they, okay, they did the extra version for Sun and Moon, but they didn't do a third version, which is what I was thinking. But Yeah, but in, they didn't do it for, for black and white either, and we got black and white too. Yeah. You know? That's fair. So, That's mm-hmm. fair. We should have gotten a gray version. And they just did for sure. nothing for X and Y. They're just like, you go in the garbage, <laughs> even though it's like my second favorite generation. Well, okay. All, everybody wanted Diamond and Pearl to be remade, and now they'll start screaming for X and Y, and then we'll we'll get that. No, no, I think do, they got to do black and white. They're going in order. I, But I think black and white already had a lot of service done to it. I think X and Y, X and y is the most next needy. I, I do agree, 
but yeah. it's not even 10 years old. Is anyway, years old? so what, what anyway, upcoming game, Kyle? <laughs> is it, okay, what upcoming game would you like to see a cross-promotion event and go for? I think my answer, I don't know in what way it would even look like, is Unite. Oh, okay. I Maybe they just release Meltan and Melmetal in Unite, and it they they coincide a you know a shiny time for meltan in the meltan box shiny time even something as simple as that would be pretty cool because mm-hmm. i just want more pokemon and unite but <laughs> yeah fair enough very very fair uh for me i actually the i'm gonna go with the weird answer the this re-release of pokemon cafe uh mix cafe remix okay. i think if if they really really truly want to start funneling other pokemon fans into that sort of game puzzle game because they wouldn't have redone it if it was doing well <laughs> they're redoing it because it's fine and the concept is good but they something fundamental about it they feel like it's problematic so if they want to bring more people into it i think some costumed pokemon because the the dress-up stuff mm-hmm. and in in that game is actually very cute they're super cute i would love to see costumes from that game in in pokemon go for a cross promo event um, but also, like, if they could start building in some other fun sort of modules of, like, puzzle stuff in-game and go to be like, hey, you know, do this, do five stages of this puzzle we imported from the other game into here in your today view and get, you know, some coins or something to kind of, like, sell you on the mechanic would be kind of neat because you could emulate it probably pretty easily. I think that's prime opportunity for extra po- POIs. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I think... If they, if Nintendo, not not Niantic, but Nintendo wanted to go full like integration across their games and stuff, Pokemon Go is the prime place to do it. Oh and yeah, and it's because you can have a point a point of interest wherever you want and have it tied to the game. Have a point of interest that relates to Masters somehow. Have a point of interest that goes to the main series game somehow. Yeah, to to remix. It's just it works so well and go has so many players so yeah those advertised pois when they pop up to pops for other things make them for your games make them for your other games mm-hmm. that'd be sweet anyway if you dear listener have an answer to this question which is what upcoming pokemon game would you like to see a cross promotional event in pokemon go for and what would it look like you can give us an answer when we post the question on twitter or if you're in our patron discord by being a patron we have a whole channel dedicated to those answers you can also leave us an email at mail at gocastpodcast.com. And finally, you can send us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717 and leaving a message there. We play it on the show. It's very fun. Uh, all right. So at this point in time, we're going to pass the reins on over to Fish and DeFi for the PvP corner. And this week, they're going to be covering the Dungeon Field meta, kind of a deep dive, and they're doing a mailbag this week as well over to the two of you hi i'm fish on a hater and i'm defy 250 and this is pvp corner the pvp segment that has its own shiny form defy what's going on in pvp 
Well, first off, I would just want to start by saying thank you so much to SosaFlow for covering for me last week. I loved listening to the episode. It sounded like you two had a lot of fun. That being said, let's talk about PvP for this week. And in Go Battle League, we are in the Master League Classic, the Open Master League, and Ultra League Premier. Are you playing it, Fish? Are you enjoying the Double Dust? What's the meme of the week? How's it going? <laughs> Well, yes, I have been playing it, and meme of the week this week was Feraligator. After SosaFlow talked up Feraligator and how it is even better than Empoleon, I was like, well, yeah, this is definitely what I'm going to try this week, and it was no good. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, man, I did not find the same success with that Pokemon as Sosa did. I lost, I think... 200 odd points of rating i mean it has the same moves as empoleon in the waterfall and hydro cannon so you would think it fires off those moves at the same rate but no it just feels slower i must be imagining it but it just felt so much slower i know definitely ice beam its second move is in fact slower than drill peck which is the second move on empoleon and that lack of steel typing hurt me in more situations than it helped. I've been playing in the Ultra League premiere as well, and I really just want to try to make use of the handful of level 50 XL Pokemon that I do have for Ultra League. I have Talonflame, I have Umbreon, and I have Clefable. So a couple teams I've been trying out, Machamp lead with Talonflame and Umbreon in the back, and also Dragonite. Uh, with Clefable and Snorlax in the back, which that one does pretty well against that double dragon Empoleon line because of Clefable back there ready to just kind of rain terror on those dragons. I've also been enjoying Dragonite got that dragon tail buff. So I act like it's weird to TM away dragon breath, but dragon tail is just a little bit more of an oppressive heavy damage move now than dragon breath is even. So I've been trying that out. It is. And I like the idea of Clefable raining terror on anything because it's just so, like, fluffy and pink and cute. Yes. (laughs) Just charming Um, them away. Charming them down. We have, just as another reminder, Go Battle Night. It is approaching. It is coming, DeFi. We get the three times dust. It is happening from 6 p.m. to midnight local time on August the 26th. Looking ahead for Go Battle Night and all of that last week of the season, it is open week. We have open Great League, open Ultra, and open Master, and then it's the end of the season. Who knows? We don't know yet what the next season of Go Battle League is going to hold, but we know one thing, Fish. It was announced today. Do you know what that thing is? I think I do, DeFi. Pidgeot is coming back for season nine. I am so excited, Pidgeot Supremacy. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I'm so pumped. I used Pidgeot uh, for a little bit before I got banned, and it was so fun. I can't wait to unleash the feathery beast upon the world. Yes, I have one for Great League and one that I'm going to put to level 50 for Ultra League. I am am ready. I am ready. I'm I'm going to use it in Master League. Take that, Dialga. All right, let's move on to our self-check-in. For our self-check-in, we're going to take a quick look at the dungeon field meta. So for the self-factions competition, there are usually a handful of people on each team who are the field specialists. And 
for this cycle, there's two different field metas. There's this dungeon field meta, and then there's the Nightfall Cup meta. Nightfall Cup, it's old news. We've already seen it. It's obviously we have newer Pokemon. We have new move updates since then, but it's something we've already talked about, something we've already done. Let's focus on the thing that's new, dungeon field. In the dungeon field meta, these field specialists are going to have access to bug, dragon, steel, poison, and water type Pokemon. There are some bans in addition to banning all Megas and all Shadows. Azu, Gfisk, Skarmory, Altaria, and Bastiodon are also all banned as species. Now, Fish, I know you had a stream recently where you specifically talked about the Dungeon Field meta. What are a couple things you picked up on during your stream? Well, Jellicent is going to be a monster in this cup. It's rare for Sylph to have metas with such an over-centralized Pokemon, but this is one of them. Jellicent, just in the straight 1-1 shield, wins something like, off the top of my head, uh, 85% of the meta. It is crazy. And if you give it one or two hexes of energy lead, that ups to 90-something percent. I can't remember exactly uh, what we found out, but yeah, over 90% wins with an energy lead. It is ridiculous. Now, having said that, there are ways to counter it. So Galvantula is a good one. That Volt Switch Discharge will rain a lot of terror over a Jellicent. Zwilus, which is number two on the rankings for Dungeon Cup, that beats Jellicent pretty handily, even if Jellicent is running Ice Beam. And Venusaur is another option as well. But with Venusaur, you do have a lot of other things to worry about, such as your Dark Poisons or your dragons, or things like that, or Gavantula as well. So, yeah, you can run Venusaur, but you're really only trying to trap waters with it. Couple things. I know I have the rank one greatly Galvantula, so I feel like I have to use it. If you have the rank one of something, you gotta put it on your team. Another quick Pokemon I want to point out, I don't think you mentioned, Steelix. I know you love Steelix. It deserves more love than it gets. It does. It's in here with that Dragon Tail buff. It is, you can use it. It is, it is definitely viable and it is an option. There will be probably fighters on everyone's team as well because there seems to be this really strong trio between Jellicent, Zwilus, and a fighter. They all kind of counter each other and form this triangle of meta fury. Um, so the Steelix, if you do run it, will probably have to watch out for that. But other than that, yeah, it seems, seems pretty good. And with that, are you ready to do our mailbag for the week? I certainly am. We put the call out for some questions to cover. We put it out in the GoCast podcast Discord and also in the Pallet Town PvP community. And wow, I was surprised they came out in force. Uh, particularly, there was, there was a lot of questions from the Pallet Town people. So um, luckily... Those ones are all pretty quick fire, so we can run through those ones quickly. But let's take care of the bigger questions first. We had a question from Chels, aka Dark Ice Seventeen, who says, "I have a Pokemon storage question for DeFi, if that's okay. I know you say that all Pokemon are only one move update away from being viable. Does that mean you keep any good PvP stat Pokemon, even if they're currently useless? I always cleared mine out." but I'm wondering if I've made a dreadful mistake. Well, Chels, the short answer to your question is yes. 
<laughs> I do keep any good PvP stat Pokemon, even if they're currently useless. I'm not very lucky in finding very good PvP stat Pokemon. Uh, I have a, do have a couple good ones. I mentioned my Galvantula. I mentioned, like, I have a Skarmory that's perfect for PvP. I don't have a ton of really random ones, though, that are, like, that perfect, just right IV set. I do have a gro- a shiny Grodal that is the rank one for Great League. Not tor- not Torterra. <laughs> Grodal. Grodal's actually pretty good. I've seen people make that work. So since I know I don't have a ton of those kind of random Pokemon at that really high rank, I reached out to a couple people who I know do hoard those rank ones or those really high rank Pokemon. First one I want to shout out is Camo McG08. He's been on the show, friend of the GoCast in the server, and he has a ton of really good rank ones. Listen to this. He's got the rank one Great League Swoobat. For wow. Great League also, he's got Cricketune. <laughs> he's got the Great League rank one for Beautifly and Butterfree. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then for Ultra League, he's got the rank one Shadow Blossom, Sharpedo, and shout out to Legendary Moo, Camo McG08 has the rank one Ultra League Miltank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Unleash that Moo cow. Yes. Um, so he's also got the rank one Grimer and Alolan Grimer because it's his girlfriend's favorite Pokemon. So he's got he's got a squad. I also reached out to Xandarian. He is in my local community with me, and he has a lot of really fun Pokemon, too, that are high rank. He's got the rank four, Raticate for Great League. <laughs> the rank six, Great League, slacking, just yawning all over the place. One of my favorites, can you beat this fish? Do you have better than the Great League rank 14 Whale Lord? I can, actually. Really? Yeah, I have a rank one. <laughs> oh my goodness. But can you beat this? The rank four Great League Krabby. Not Kingler, <laughs> Krabby. No, no, I can't beat that. I, I do have a rank two, stan- no, a rank three Stantler. Ooh. I had a rank two Pelipper before they even gave it Weather Ball. So yeah, I definitely do it too. I do keep stuff just in case it ever becomes viable. But to lead it back to Chelsea's question, I wouldn't beat myself up over having deleted some of the completely useless Pokemon. If something does get a move update, you can just catch another one. You'll you'll get one eventually. Definitely. Just some of the some of these high rank ones are trophies. They're they're just fun to keep and fun to talk about. Like we just did here. Yeah. Yeah. But you never know. Next question comes from Greninja Muffin. They write, Hello, Define Fish. I hope this email finds you both well. I'm currently working on a Great League team consisting of Shiftry, Azumarill, and Altaria. What do you think? Are there any changes I should make? Then they tell us a little bit about the moves. Shiftry's currently running Snarl, Leaf Blade, and Leaf Tornado. Azumarill has Ice Beam over Hydro Pump. And just asked, should I make any changes regarding my team and or their movesets? Thank you for taking the time to reading my email from Greninja Muffin. So you haven't specified whether Azumarill has a second move or not. If it doesn't, that is absolutely the first thing that we would say. It's something we say uh, a lot when people send in teams for criticism is put that second move on that Azumarill. Also, 
we have found out that this team is pretty weak to tanks. So that is like generally steel Pokemon or steel rocks like Bastiodon. They will have a very, very easy time against this team. So Azumarill having Hydro Pump will help to counter that. Another thing is that combination of Leaf Blade and Leaf Tornado on Shiftree. I do think Leaf Tornado has some play, but I probably wouldn't put double grass moves on the shift tree. It gains so much more by having the foul play coverage, or sometimes I've even seen Hurricane, which is rare and spicy, but it can work. It doesn't totally matter whether you replace Leaf Blade or Leaf Tornado, just one of those I would change to foul play. All right, so those rapid-fire questions from Pallet Town. Do you want to start those off? Absolutely. So, DeFi, do you see any validity to an Evolution Battle League? Just, like, for a week or a night or, or some sort of promotion? Evolution Battle League. Ooh, I feel like you're going to get a lot of rock, paper, scissors with that because you've got ice versus fire or water versus fire. So maybe if it's just for a week or for a night, I'd, I, f- I feel like for two weeks that would get old. But may- maybe just for a little bit. I, th- I think there would probably be enough types involved that it wouldn't be totally RPS. But I think Sylveon would probably dominate a bit too much because like all the evolutions except for Sylveon are really glassy, which means Charm would kind of tear chunks through them. And then the only really bulky Pokemon in Umbreon is weak to charm and and also can't do much to hit back at it. So, yeah, I think Sylveon would be a bit too OP in that. Fish, which Mon are you currently building for PvP and why? I'm currently walking a level 40 Metatite that will become a rank 50. Get this, a rank 15 Metacham at level 50 or... A rank one Medicham at level 50 and a half. Ooh. Right. So I have to make that decision. Do I just power it up to level 49 and a half and best buddy it? Or do I just take the easy approach and power it all the way up to level 50? I am also currently walking a med. Mine's a Medicham already. It's at level 49 and a half fish. I'm so close. I'm on that last <laughs> level. It is the rank three shiny. I love it so much. I am so excited to use this thing in the Great League. But as soon as that's done, the next thing I'm working on is Lickitung. Actually, yeah, I think that's what I'll be working on next as well. We can be buddies. We can work on it together. Yeah. What mons are your favorites for PvP? Frostlass, easy answer. You put that thing in as a safe swap, give it an energy advantage. There is not much that it can't beat. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that. Uh, mine actually might be Rainy Cast Form because it's not particularly highly used, but it is such a good generalist. Like that water gun with the weather ball, it's just very consistent. And then that thunder coverage really comes in handy a lot of the time. That and uh, Defense Deoxys, I, I just think that's such a, a great safe swap, like Frostlass, um, well-balanced, can can hit pretty much anything. If you could re-engineer a shiny Pokemon, which one and what would it look like? There are so many. There are so many bad shinies <laughs> that just, they, you can't even tell. They come on the screen and it's so hard to tell, like Sunkern or Glaceon. 
So maybe redo some of those. There's a couple Pokemon that re- their shiny models bug me. And one of them is the Ghastly line. Right. Yeah, that, that would actually be my choice for which Pokemon to adjust would be that line. And what I would do is I would make it all the same color scheme as the Mega. That kind of ghostly pinkish white. That would be so cool. I think Kyle would definitely approve. <laughs> yeah. The other shiny line that kind of bugs me is the Dratini line. I wish either Dragonite was that pink color or they all were that green color as shinies. Just the lack of consistency. <laughs> Define needs consistency. I do. If you could make one adjustment to PvP, what would it be? And we're going to say, I feel like both of our answers would be to fix the leg. So let's let's not let's not do that. Yeah, fair enough. I would actually make it six Pokemon per battle instead of three, which it makes the battles go like way too long for the liking of casual battlers. So I understand why they don't do it that way. But for me, I would love the increased strategic depth of having six Pokemon in the battle. It would make it so much less lead dependent. Like half the battle is already won or lost with the lead the way it currently is. And yeah, just adding six Pokemon instead of three would make it so much more skill-based. Or even just show six, pick three like it is in the Sylph Arena. Um, yeah. That would add like another level of strategy. My answer would probably be if it's not show six, pick three, I'd probably choose held items like they have in the main series. For example, in the main series, you can have a Pokemon hold an item called leftovers and it regenerates a little bit of its health as the battle goes on um, or X speeds or like little little things to add a little bit more depth to the game. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, Me personally, I would put status effects in before held items so like i think sleep is very easy to to put in there like you can just have the pokemon not attack for like two to five turns that sounds like go battle leg i think that's already (laughs) (laughs) okay see there's already sleep in the game so it shouldn't be that hard all right what are the first three Pokemon that you would max out to level 50. If Umbreon is one of them, then give me a fourth. All right, well, thinking back to when I completed that task, when you're leveling up towards 50, my first one was Lopunny because it's my absolute favorite Pokemon, so of course I'm going to max out my perfect Lopunny, make it my best buddy. And then Meltan is a really, really good one because it's easy to get those XL candies from the Meltan boxes. You get three XL candies guaranteed per catch. You can go through that really, really fast. So if not for Umbreon, probably I did Talonflame, I think. Machamp would be another good option, even just for raid damage, even if you're not using it for Master League. Yeah, that's fair. For me, I guess it would probably be the Holy Trinity of Azumarill, Bastiodon, and Medicham. Although I am so keen to get like an Ultra League Umbreon and Ultra League Talonflame as well. So there's there's five for you. We did have another couple of questions, but they are much bigger questions. And we actually wanted to give them their own episodes. So look out for those in the next few weeks. With that, we are done. If you have any feedback, suggestions, or questions that you want us to cover, you can reach us at the GoCast email address of mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also reach us personally at our social channels, which you will find in the show notes. 
and we'll see you next week. Bye. All right, thanks, Fish and DeFi Eat. Yet another lovely PvP corner segment. We just love having the two of them. It's it's really great, mostly because anytime we've tried to talk about PvP, we've promptly double kicked ourselves in the mouth. Every time. Yeah, just about. So <laughs> we're very thankful to have them and their specialty uh, on the show. So thanks again, the two of you. All right, so that leaves us with uh, this next section, which I always, I always forget what it's called. It's called emails. Oh, that's right. And one voicemail this week. We're going to play a voicemail, um, but we're going to play, play it last. Spoilers, it's from Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> this first one is from Everlaster E. Ha ha, yes, I'm feeling great. Unknown Blue is my mate. On the 21st raid, it felt so swell. Didn't realize the blue popped so well. It stared at me as particles flew. 21 raids is the most I'll ever do. <laughs> I wonder how long it'll take to get to. 42 raids would cut like a knife, even if it is the meaning of life. I'm so glad I have shiny unknown you, but I don't really like the color blue. <laughs> Signed Everlaster E with a five-shaped balloon. <laughs> fantastic also congratulations oh yes congratulations and i love these please whenever you want to send us poetry do so this is two great Good. poems in a week thank you thank you thank you next email is from splintaris and they said what's up go cast crew it's your old friend gym leader splintaris i'm finally back to playing pokemon go after a long sabbatical i haven't played much since the last charmander community today because i had to move to texas to take some time to ask myself some big questions and learn about my autism. I made some great friends while I was there and learned a lot, did some exercises and learning to look inward and find a lot of peace in mind. It was about six months of learning and expanding. I moved back to my old hometown and got another job at the factory I was working in before I moved. I'm slowly but surely getting more and more back into the rhythm of taking gyms and raiding with my old crews. And of course, to stay in the loop, I got back to listening to the show starting with episode 107 oh my gosh <laughs> which funny enough was about the Magikarp community day which was on my birthday last year i'm looking forward to catching up with the current episodes and look forward to all the fun to come may you and all your listeners be blessed with shiny luck come on and let's go p.s i'm still working on being a fire type trainer well splinteris it's been a while welcome back yeah welcome back it's great to hear from you and it's also great that you said that you you went to texas and you took some time for yourself to learn about yourself and and like you said ask big questions um and i can only imagine based on the way that you present that that it went really well and that's awesome good for you for taking care of yourself and putting the energy back into yourself uh to just be happier and be better i don't hope i'm not assuming too much yeah. i just hope everything's going well for you um, um I'm, I'm glad that whatever you were going through lets you come back to go and hopefully be able to experience uh joy and any other value that go can bring along with it because yeah know it can absolutely and looking forward to catching up properly soon buddy it's been a while thank you for your email this next one is from chestnut guy hello chris and kyle chestnut guy here very recently pogo has had a crisis hashtag here is niantic 
I agree with what everyone is saying. And my thought is why? Why would you not revert it? Why would you write a letter just to postpone it and wait for things to cool off? Why are cookies baked and bacon cooked? It's <laughs> a great question. That last one in particular. Anyways, I have a question for you guys. Since many people don't use social media or spend money on the game, how impactful do you think these boycotts are, especially in a company that makes so much revenue? Second question. What is a Pokemon name that you always pronounce wrong? Mine is Solgaleo. Solgaleo is how I used to say it, but it's actually Solgaleo. Sorry for the long email. It's not long. Stop it. It's yeah. fine. Sign chestnut guy. P.S. I say Zashan for, Z- uh, for Zacian or Zacian. Yeah. So, yeah, Z- Zacian, I think is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the first question, I think we can tackle that pretty quick. The, uh, you know, how useful or how effective are these boycotts? There's a couple of dimensions to this. And Kyle, feel free to stop me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of dimensions to this. First is uh, optics which is something that Niantic, uh, I, well, at least from our perspective, it doesn't look like it is something that's considered over much. <laughs> but the optics of even if it's 5% of the player base being incredibly vocally and in a united way upset about something is really bad. That is really, really, really bad. So even if it is just 5% of the player base, they're vocal. They're where people can see them even if they're not participating and people know that people are upset with the product. So generally speaking, that should be avoided. So even if it is just a small amount of people, they can still make a big impact. The next dimension is spending. Now you're saying, you know, these people don't use social media or you know, most people don't spend money on the game, but the people who do are more often than not engaged in the game more so than the average bear is. So if you are a whale which is a term that people use for people that spend a lot of money on mobile games. If you are one of those people and you spend a good amount of money on the game, you are more likely to engage with the game on social media and care about it more passionately. So if the people on social media are saying that they're boycotting, it makes logical sense to follow that the higher spenders of the game are those people that are boycotting. So Mm -hmm. they would take a bigger piece of the revenue pie away from Niantic in the long run, despite before being maybe only 5% of the player base, they could be 60% of the, of the spending, like 30% of the spending probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, But that's still a lot of money. (laughs) So, yeah, I agree with, with everything that Chris said. And it, it really boils down to how well people can stick to it. People can say they're going to boycott all they want, but at the end of the day, Go has, you know, millions and millions of players, many of which play daily to some extent. Mm -hmm. So another thing to consider is Go is not just a money printing machine. We, We know it's that, obviously. It's also a massive tool for an AR developing company. The more people playing their game, whether it's making them money or not, the better because it means they're getting more data. And at the end of the day, that's what I think Niantic cares the most about as a company, what Pokemon go cares about. And that branch that's obviously separate, but I think that's where it's going to hit the most if it's going to happen. And I'm, I'm still skeptical, <laughs> like supremely so, but 
I would also not count out players like myself uh, who have not ceased spending, but I have diminished my spending to an absolute pittance. I used to spend 50 plus dollars on this game a month, and I think I spent like 10 because I wanted a few more incubators or to get a box or something like that. Like that is a big hit. So even if everybody isn't boycotting, if they're just like less likely to engage with the game, that's still a big hit. So I wouldn't, exactly. I don't know. The, the boycotts mean something it, and it would be in a corporation's best interest to make you think that it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I mean, hundred percent. I don't think Niantic is that evil per se. And I think that it's just business though. Like it is that, business. In that case, it's just business. It's not being evil. It's, they do what they do to protect the bottom line. Yeah, it's it's how you make money. Sometimes yeah. it can be evil, but just doing that is not is not inherently evil. Yep, absolutely. Um, the second question: What's a Pokemon name that you've always pronounced wrong, Kyle, or that I mean, you a, did until you learned it? It's a great. It's a callback to like episode two. Regice is the easiest answer for me. As a yeah. kid, it was Regice. It wasn't even a question. My brain didn't even stop to consider. It could be pronounced another way. It just had to be because of the other two. Um, but like I said before, according to the anime, it is Reggie Ice. Yeah, well, they're wrong. Like, but it's the anime. But it, it's, it doesn't have two eyes. It can't be Reggie Ice. Yeah, well. well it could be Reggie's. Reggie's. Yeah, it could be Reggie's. <laughs> I like I like Reggie's. That's also Regis the callback to episode good. two. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for me, it was Meganium. I used to call it Magnium. Uh, I didn't oh. see the other A. Uh, and also, I didn't care enough about the Pokemon to, to really dig deep and figure it out. But it is Meganium. Uh, so there's there's that one for me. I'm sure there are a bunch of other ones, like Gyarados for a lot of people. Like Gyarados, you know? Close enough that you're like, fine, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, thank you very much for the email. Appreciate it. Last emails from Kelvin. They said, hey, guys, how's life this week? It's been pretty good, I think. Yeah, it's been it's pretty been good. Right. A little touch and go, but net positive. I'm praying Chris's cat's recovering well. He is. He, he is. It's, Thank it's you. It's good. He's, he's Copper doing boy's good. doing well. Yeah. And I hope Kyle is getting all of his goals. I got a majority of them. So. Yeah, you did better than me. <laughs> That's all that matters. Let's have a conversation about how to pronounce that good boy's name until it's decided i shall call him dog get him dog dog <laughs> it's, it's a good callback if anyone's ever watched our streaming play of red version we had a mm-hmm. evie that we named dog because i i say evie's a dog others say it's a cat and so we call it dog and it was the mvp it was wow. the mvp and then in crystal version we got a sweet coon and it was called dog too <laughs> We, we were going to have an Eevee that became Umbreon. And then we're like, you know what? This is going to be too much work to do in our limited time. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> get him, dog, too. Get him, dog, too. But anyways, back to the email. The Galarian gym outfits are cool. I just wish they'd release the psychic one. It's my favorite. I can relate. Where's the ghost one? The outfits are really good. I Mm -hmm. saw someone online who doesn't know anything about the main series games. And they're like, oh, these are kind of neat. But they just look like football outfits. <laughs> and I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. Thank you. Yeah, hey, no, at least it's great. mission accomplished. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, if I was the designer, I wouldn't be mad. I'd be like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, their outfits are they are solid. They yeah. are, they're good outfits. I, I hope we don't have to wait like three years to get all of the types. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure on what your roles are in the Niantic Galactic 12, but if possible, I'd love you to throw a couple of suggestions their way. First up, I think Team Go Rocket should have different levels, which in turn set the IVs of what you receive. Such as if you're a PvPer, it should be much harder as you're experienced, but the IVs could be uh, 0 to 5, 12, 12 minimum instead of the current. The not, full bell curve? Yeah, not minimum at all. And for raiders trying to get good IVs, it could be harder than normal, but it would be less tactical with base IVs starting at 10, 10, 10. What do you guys think? Perfect idea. It's it's fantastic. I'm so for the idea entirely. I think they should have extended it to stuff related to community days personally. Yep. But raids in general. Yeah, they, they should do it for raids. Just and it just let people control their experience a little bit better. And it's it's good. Yeah. Even if even if it has random to it, like you give it a range or just move the floor like you did here. People love having agency in what they yeah. do. Yeah. Next, I'd like to suggest XP from Go Battle League. Maybe in the item pool, say a 50% chance for items, 50% chance for a thousand experience. How would you implement that? I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. Personally. I think there should just be a flat like 500 you get for doing a battle. Yeah. Well, I forget the win battle. I think it should only be for the five set like they do with Stardust. Oh, yeah. And At the end of the five set, like you 2K. get a chunk of yeah. each and that's it. Nothing yeah. spectacular but consistent it's cool it gives players rewards it lets players play the way they want to mm-hmm. and it also doesn't matter experience doesn't actually matter that much after a certain point so what i think they should do is that they should make the xp bonus much higher when you're under level cap so it, it encourages players under level cap to do it more for leveling purposes so that you could be like this is an actual valid avenue to play this game and level up in you know yeah, that's a that's a fantastic idea. I love that idea mm-hmm. because especially currently, unless you're very invested, lower level people don't want to do PvP. It's scary, yeah. rightfully so, but it's not unapproachable if you know what you're doing. And so I think that's that would be an awesome step. Right. Back to the email. Next up, I have a confession to make. Forgive me, GoCast Lords, for I have sinned. Uh-oh. <laughs> You know how I said I was going free to play? Yeah, that didn't happen. The hair cross got the better of me, and I put yeah. 20 pounds in this month. A lot less compared to normal, but I failed my goal nonetheless. Well, that's all it's, right. It's less than normal. So it your is heart was in the right place. Yeah. I'll give you as much garbage as I give Chris, which is plenty. <laughs> which is to say a lot off mic. <laughs> I did get the Palkia and Heracross shiny, though. Okay, oh. okay. Maybe the 20 pounds was worth it. It was mind. worth it. Okay. <laughs> but I swear I won't put any more money in the game for a while. I've played a lot less the past week, though. Barely caught anything, and I didn't keep my phone on me whilst at work. Didn't really feel like an ultra-unlocked week, though. But I'm wishing Wooloo vibes to all next week. That's right, Kyle. Wooloo vibes. I'm going to catch enough to get a double, and that's it. Yep, that's it. Since running out of poker coins, I've been playing the game with my online mode turned off. So not to get any raid invites and tempt myself. 
Oh, that's a I can't one. remember who posted it, but it's worked, and I highly suggest doing it. Anyway, happy episode Typhlosion. Have a good one. Kelv drinks custard, resident average player, the veteran. And on Discord, Justin called me hashtag Pokemon Snapmaster, so I guess that too. This is true. Kelvin, like as soon as the game came out, just absolutely smashed all of the high scores and was getting the maximum points for every photo. It was it was quite impressive. Uh, Kelvin, there you go. That's how you get titles. There you go. <laughs> you did it. It's like an MMO. It's like an achievement. <laughs> it's also, episode. That's awesome. episode. Yeah, 157? man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't right. even know. That's me. It's like even more hype for me than normal. <laughs> that's sweet. <laughs> Uh, yeah but anyway uh just, just to kind of cut back on this yeah uh kyle and i will be uh, we, we have been invited to sit down in this creator talk with niantic uh, in regards to their task force and we've been collecting some feedback in our server and and on twitter as well so we will do our best to do what we do on the show which is to provide coverage of you know every aspect that we can possibly do so so thank you if you've if you participate in those conversations on social media with us your feedback will be taken seriously and we will do our best to represent it the best that we can so thank you very much for that and we're hoping for the best out of this entire experience all right so we have one voicemail and it's from mitch Oh, man. Hey, Chris and Kyle. I uh, just listened to your guys' segment on uh, Niantic's uh, big bungle, I guess we could call it. <laughs> we can call it that. Uh, man, what a bummer. I didn't. I was on my camping trip when that kind of all happened, so I, I didn't see the letters. I just kind of skimmed through them. I thought, I, I don't know, I just uh, I didn't really put that much energy into it, and after you guys, you know, read what they said and the community letter to them, which was very respectful, and they just got, like, whack a mole with, we know better. It's, that is, is just a bummer. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not quitting the game. I was playing pretty much the whole camping trip. Had pretty good service, so, you know, when I could, I was uh, doing Heracross raids and stuff. <laughs> Um, oh, let me tell you guys about my camping trip. I went to four national parks in Colorado. Uh, I went to Rocky Mountain National Park. Went to Pawnee Buttes National Grassland. That doesn't count. Uh, Mesa Verde, Black Canyon of the Gunnison, which is a dark sky park, at which I did see the Milky Way. That was quite cool. Oh, sweet. Um, and finally, we went to Great Sand Dunes, which was hot and deserty, and there could have been a... Uh, Sandile in there, I swear. Um, so yeah, and now I'm, uh, as you can probably tell by the uh, horrible audio quality, I'm, I'm on my way to school. So uh, yeah, I went to Colorado, came back to Illinois. Now I'm going back that same direction to <laughs> New Mexico. So yeah, hopefully uh, I can be streaming a little bit more. I have all my equipment. I have a set schedule, which is quite busy but uh we'll see what happens with that um so so as for my shiny gets over the camping trip i got that's right a shiny polkia okay and about i think i got like 10 shiny eevee just from my go plus going while we were kind of driving around uh great sand dunes so nice that's pretty good that's um that's a that's a tent full of shinies i guess if you count eevees honestly polkia by itself is would fill a tent so yeah um, true uh thank you guys for doing what you do 
pretty level-headed response to Niantic. I'm glad neither of you freaked out and said, oh, screw this game. I'm not going to play this anymore. It's, like, too big of a part of our lives, right? Yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Chris and Kyle. I'll uh, see you this winter, maybe. We'll see what's up. Uh, shiny vibes all. I am out of here. Well... Hopefully, Mitch got to his destination safely. <laughs> Thank you for calling and leaving us a voicemail. Leave it to Mitch to catch 11 shinies on a camping trip. I mean, yes, community day for sure, but but nice work. Jealous of the Palkia and jealous of all the cool places you got to go. I've never been to a dark sky park before. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I, I agree. Also, enjoy your sunburnt Palkia. <laughs> It's it's a little bit pink. <laughs> yep, it is just a little bit pink. Yep, sun kissed Palkia. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that's not how that works. But good luck this semester, buddy. Wishing you uh, shiny vibes and the best of luck. All right, that's it for emails. If you want to send us an email, just like these fine folks did, you can do so by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to go the voicemail route, which is always an option, you can do so by calling 262 586 77 one seven you can follow us on twitter at gocast podcast you can visit our website gocastpodcast.com and if you'd like to help support the show monetarily you can do so via patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash gocast podcast speaking of patrons shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons cyprian Bo, daniel zekwalker andrew chad robert michael ozzy ted and tish thank you thank you thank you so much for your generous support and keeping our digital lights on, as we say. If monetary support is not possible for you, or you already have been a patron, you're still looking for another way to help us out. You can leave us a review wherever you can leave reviews, which is to say, not Spotify or Google Podcasts, anywhere else, <laughs> kind of. We got a new review this past week, and it's from Krasky Boy, and it says, only thought about searching for a podcast for Pokemon Go a month or two ago, and I really wish I did so earlier. Really love how the cast is set out with the new setting challenges and also the PvP corner and the hosts really bounce off each other well. And I like how they share different points of view, like events, etc. If you're a Pokemon Go player, this is a must listen. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you very much. That is very kind. I always blush a little bit when I read these nice words about us. <laughs> but yes, and much love to our PvP corner as well. We love those two as much as, well, the two of us, which is to say, Kyle, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna leave it i'm gonna leave it there it's up in the air <laughs> it's a day by day sort of thing yeah <laughs> okay kyle last things last let's set some goals all right part three spring which we have to look forward to it is it is part three and my part three goal is get the dex fillers hopefully. okay hopefully so that's phalanx greedent zation zacian whatever we want to call it and phalanx and okay. double all right oh i threw some some go battle league matches last week because it's the extra stardust right now okay it's so good really <laughs> just it works? leave your phone and and just like do it while you're playing final fantasy it's twenty thousand stardust oh, for, yeah. for a half an hour of work it's that's not great. too bad that's not too bad uh if i thought it was a worthy goal i would set that but it's, it's, <laughs> it's not sure oh man what else is going on right now you know what i'm i'm keeping it at that one goal it's an all or nothing thing for me next week i think the goal has enough different pokemon to include 
Okay, your one goal is great dex fillers. Yep. Or get dex fillers. <laughs> get, get dex fillers. Galar dex fillers. <laughs> yep. Uh, mine are all new Pokemon, so similar to you. 30 eggs hatched in 25 kilometers in my adventure sink, because I need that for my level 48 stuff. Yep. And that's pretty much it. So thank you, everybody, for uh, for tuning in. And that's going to do it for us. We'll see you next episode for 158. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.